Good morning, everybody, and welcome on in. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you as the next hour we'll dive all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. Obviously, it has been a year and it's been a, uh, a year. It's been a it's been, feels like a year. It's been a couple of weeks of slim pickings as far as the fights are concerned, as uh, obviously COVID-19 has kind of shut everything down. Uh, so we are taping this at uh, at Chateau Tobin. I am doing this from my home studio, uh, bringing you guys something on this Sunday morning. As we got the news this week that Johnny Bones Jones got in trouble with the law once again. He was arrested for DWI and uh, what was it? It was negligent use of a firearm. Basically, the story is uh, John Jones. Uh, there was a call in Albuquerque because somebody found a gun, uh, heard a gunshot. They had found John Jones and he, he was uh, he was drunk as a skunk, you know, bloodshot eyes, all that type of stuff. Failed a breathalyzer. He tested positive uh for twice the legal limit of alcohol in New Mexico. He failed a, a bevy of field sobriety tests, and uh, then he was released early on uh, on Thursday uh, after all that stuff went down. They had searched his car. They had found a gun. The gun matched the, the bullet that had been shot. And he had, Oh, and to put a little, little bit of a local twist, he, had, uh, he had apparently had a, an open container in his car, which was a half-drunken bottle of mezcal, uh, Jorge Masvidal's mezcal, not, not like it was. It didn't belong to Jorge Masvidal. I mean, the mezcal that he, I think it's Recuerdo. I think is the uh, is the brand. Uh, so he had been drinking that. So you know, maybe doing that. Uh, that that uh, I know they had the same manager. Maybe doing some support that way. Maybe he got a courtesy bottle. I don't know. But he was uh, partaking in Jorge Masvidal's uh, Jorge Masvidal's uh, beverage. You know, which is fun. I wonder if that's good. Is that good publicity or bad publicity for Jorge Masvidal that John Bones Jones was drinking your stuff? That that's an interesting question because they always say. You know, no publicity is bad is uh, is bad publicity. I would feel like uh, for for Jorge, it's good to know that people are enjoying your product, maybe a little bit too much. Um, you know, I saw some people this week. You know, there were, there were some takes on John where they were like, you know, this is it is such a shame that he that he's his own worst enemy and what a waste of talent he is and all that stuff. And the, the thing that I find most troubling about the John Jones thing is it's actually the opposite case. You know, John Jones isn't a waste of talent. He's as, about as good a fight talent as there ever has been in any combat sport. I think the thing that you find um, sad about it, you know, because because this is my reaction to it. When I when I saw that John had tested positive, uh, I keep saying tested positive. I'm just used to it with saying John. When I saw that John had gotten arrested for for DWI, it was kind of just like a shoulder shrug, like, man. Just another, another, another story in the another chapter in the in the storybook of John Jones screw ups and, and legal mishaps, um, and I think the thing that's that's troubling about John and the level that he's gotten to is that if you're a fight fan and you've gotten to this point with John Jones, I'm so apathetic towards him screwing up with the law, and I think in a weird way. That's where it's most dangerous for John Jones. You know, like a lot of the times we, when he had the pregnancy, when he had the hit and run incident with the pregnancy, that was obviously the lowest, the low for him. Um, you know, breaking a pregnant woman's arm because, you know, you were hung over or tired or under the influence, whatever story he wanted to spin for people. Uh, he ran a red light, uh, hit, a, hit a woman's car, uh, went back to, to grab drug paraphernalia and, and cash out of the car and then took off. And then there was a manhunt. Um, you know, and that was, I, I thought that that would have been the wake up call that he needed. 
to to stay away for a while but it seems with john like all this stuff is just temporary you know it's it's that you know he and maybe that's just the sign of a of a guy who has a true alcohol problem and he really just can't kick it and i don't say this insensitively because i've had people very close in my life who have dealt with alcoholism and 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 dealt with addiction and it's not an easy thing to kick um and i'm not trying to feel sorry for john jones i'm just trying to figure out why it is what it is with him where it just doesn't seem like he can shake this demon and it's not like he's even been that apologetic about it. like he's done interviews with espn where he's talked about you know he's still having drinks every now and then um you know he really doesn't seem like a guy who's ever going to kick this habit of drinking uh that if he doesn't do a cold turkey but but the problem is in the, it, it, here's the thing that's 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 upsetting about it is that it's not even that he's drinking. I mean, you know, plenty of, of fighters have drink uh, have, have drank a lot and 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 obviously partake in a lot of uh, extracurriculars. I'm not a person who's against people drinking. I'll probably, you know, I would say a couple times a couple times a uh, a month probably have a bottle of wine on a on a Friday or Saturday night. Um, so I'm not against drinking. Don't get me wrong. I'm against you know. He's got a chronic thing with drinking and driving, you know, and I'm sure the majority of people listening have probably had a couple too many drinks and maybe gotten behind the the, the wheel of a car once, twice, um, maybe even gotten home and you thought, man, I probably shouldn't have done that. But you would think somebody who has not only the not only the infractions that John has, but the uh the 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 profile that he has um knowing what that would be if he does get caught in that situation you would think all that stuff um you would think all that stuff would finally come to fruition where it's like all right i should probably find other means and i just i don't know it's like it's not going to stop unless it does end up with a dead body and it's him in a jail cell and i don't mean to be so dramatic with that but that's that's what it feels like it's going to take. Because if like if you get into a hit and run with a pregnant woman, you have to settle it for imagine a, a, a good bevy of money. Um, what's it going to take to 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 get that going? So, I think that he's in this dangerous zone, not because it's only it's only that he's doing something very dangerous to others and to himself, um, but. I really felt like the collective reaction to John Jones getting a DWI this week was, yeah. Well, what what am I supposed to? Uh, you know, my reaction was, yeah, water is wet. You know, this is what the guy does. He drinks and he drives. He drinks and he drives, and he uh, and he and he uh, and he gets in trouble. That's that's what John's career has been. And you know, so I you know, but I did see people say like, oh, what a waste of talent, what a shame he is, all this type of stuff. And I think the interesting part to the John Jones saga uh, is that he's not a waste of talent, is that he's had all of these flaws and had all these things wrong with him and has had all of this turmoil out of the ring, has had his belt taken away, all of that stuff, uh, positive steroid tests. They've had to move cards because he has pulsing steroids, uh, all that type of stuff. It hasn't affected him. He's still the guy who's defended his title more than anybody ever in the history of the sport. And you think about how talented he is and how he's had all of this stuff go awry with his career. And 
you think about that and you're like, man, he's still been on top. Now, you know, I know people are going to start saying, well, Tobin, Dominic Cruz, the uh, the Tiago Santos. Yeah, those fights were closer. I'm not I'm not here to say that they weren't. Um, but, you know, we've seen before with John's career where there's been a little bit of apathy when it's come to his opponent. You know, he's talked about wanting a real big, big game opponent to get him uh, himself uh, training the way he used to. Or I think that that's had something to do with it. I also think it's age. He's been doing this since he was 19 years old. Uh, so he's been doing it forever. Um, so you think about all the things that have gone wrong personally with him, the turmoil that he's had. It really hasn't affected his professional career at all. And that is the thing that has been the most marveling when it's come to all of this. I guess you could kind of compare it to Floyd Mayweather. Um, You know, but I mean, Floyd's one big infraction was the domestic violence stuff. You know, Floyd's never, never had a real substance abuse problem. He's always kept himself in shape. It's probably why he's been able to elongate his career as long as he has. Um, He became more popular on the second half of his career than he was in the first half of his career. So, you know, Floyd's a bit of an anomaly in that regard. Um, You know, a lot of people, we were talking about this, uh, that, that mentioned Mike Tyson. And Mike, you know, people were still fascinated and want to watch Mike, but... You know, Mike's when t- Mike Mike Tyson's turmoil in his career piled up. Uh, his career did go the other way, oh, and that's what happens most of the time. A lot of the times when guys have these public things and these public demons come to light, and when they keep affecting guys, uh, it does affect who they are in the ring, and it does affect who they are in the octagon. Um. You know, maybe BJ Penn comes to mind with that stuff, with all the stuff he's been dealing with. And but and BJ's been a guy where if he doesn't have a fight, he he can't seem to stay out of trouble at this point in his career. But with John, there really hasn't, uh, you know, there from from a result standpoint, there really hasn't been consequences for him behaving this way. Um, because yeah, he lost. Yes, he lost his belt. Um, and, and it was taken away, and then he lost his title because of a steroid test. But as far as the performances in the octagon, for the most part, the guy hasn't missed that much of a beat. He really, really hasn't. Um, so that I think is is what the dangerous part is with this. We, we're at we're at a point where I think fans are a little bit apathetic towards. Oh, John's getting in trouble, so I don't know that there's going to be this public cry for him to be punished. I don't really know what the UFC can do from a punishment standpoint. Um, you know, they haven't, they, 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 um, you know, they did with the whole hit and run thing. Uh, I don't know if they're going to with this. I don't feel like they are. Um, they got, you know, and I think part of that probably has to do with we're in this time now with the pandemic. I feel like he probably, uh, he probably got in at this right time. Actually coming to think of it, John's actually had some pretty good timing on these too, because I remember, uh, at one point, I think it was with the steroid test. I believe it happened. Uh, I believe it happened in the midst of uh, McGregor Mayweather, so it was kind of swept under the rug. Here, he's in the unfortunate timing of uh, there's no other sports going on, so it'll be a story. Um, but also, it's a pandemic, so who cares if John Jones got a w, uh, DWI? You know, it's going to be kind of by the wayside. The other thing is, it's not even the biggest story in UFC because the biggest story right now is probably uh, Dana White going forth with. Uh, 
UFC 249 and, and the Habib versus Tony. You know, uh, I'm taping this on Friday, so maybe Dana would have come out and, and said something by now. But um, I just felt like the initial reaction on Thursday when it had happened was, was pretty ho-hum. It was pretty ho-hum. And, okay, John's in trouble again. What 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 else is new? And so, um, you know, I I, 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 I this is the thing. I've always been a fan of John and his work in the ring. I think uh, in the octagon, he's the best I've ever seen do it. Um, you know, I, I'm, and, and with the steroid stuff, you know, I know that he came up in there of TRT and all that type of stuff. He was fighting Vitor Belfort, who was juiced to the gills. Um, all this type of stuff I felt like was pretty regular in the era that he came up in. Um, so I don't get crazy about the stuff. My favorite, you know, my favorite baseball player who's not a Marlin is Barry Bonds. I, you know, I know that Barry Bonds is juiced to the gills. I don't care. Um, I know that there's a bit of a different stigma when it comes to performance dancing drugs and fighting, but I do waffle with it sometimes because I do think that some some guys benefit from it from the standpoint of it gets them actually in the cage and, and they use it to get themselves more even than it does over the top. Um, you know, but that's just me as a fan. I'm not a fighter, so I can understand why more fighters are, are upset about it than why some fans are. Uh, as far as he's concerned, I, I yeah, I, I don't see the ufc doing anything i don't think they're going to unless he goes to jail <laughs> i mean he you know he just got off probation i think in january um if a judge finds that they want to be extra harsh at john jones because of this because it's just the last straw they're in a small community in albuquerque um who knows how many times john's been let go with a warning um i i just you know it's going to be a legacy where people probably should have thought as John jo- thought of John Jones as the best to ever do it and a guy who should have been making more headlines for being the best to ever do it and unfortunately for him he's going to be more remembered as a guy who can just never stay out of trouble never stay out of trouble and I think that's going to be uh, almost as big if not a bigger part of his legacy than his greatness was and there was never any wasted talent as far as the accomplishments that he put forth in that octagon. But I think it's going to be impossible not to tell the story of John Jones without thinking of, man, this guy was, was, was an absolute wreck outside the cage, an absolute wreck. So that's uh that was uh, it was unfortunate to see this week, but I think it was also so unfortunate that I had such a nonchalant reaction to it. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, it, that's the behavior I expect from John Jones. Um, but if you were to tell me that he was fighting Stipe Miocic for the heavyweight championship of the world in four months, I would favor him. I'd, th- I'd watch, and I'd think he'd win. So I don't think it deters me from thinking he's got any worse of a shot from becoming heavyweight champion of the world or continuing to defend his light heavyweight championship, even if he doesn't look as dominant as he does, uh, as he did, like he did against Dominic Cruz, where plenty of people thought that he lost that fight. Um... Even with that being the case, he's still got the belt. He's still coming out on top, and I still think that he should be favored pretty much in any matchup that he takes on. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back, everybody. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Tickets. Open here with you as we uh, continue to get into some of the things in combat sports. Been a pretty quiet uh pretty quiet week one of the big things that we've been uh, awaiting again i am taping this on friday i don't want to mislead anybody uh so if this news did come down on sunday 
you know, I'll probably update it in the podcast, but it might be airing on seven. I the ticket with, uh, the non updated version of it, but, um, we are still waiting that location for UFC 249 Habib versus, uh, Tony Ferguson. Uh, Dana White maintains that is happening, uh, amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, you know, he's been a little bit flipping about it the entire time, uh, you know, lashing out of media, calling him uh, wimps for for o- overgoing this, and he was going to go forth basically with these fight cards up until uh, the uh, the president put the ramifications down to uh, tech, ten people or less in a uh, in a in an arena or in a in a venue all at one time. Uh, but they are going to do it. Uh, he said this week that he was ninety nine point nine percent locked down. I saw the odds come out. And the odds had uh, the odds had Florida as the uh, the odds on favorite to host UFC 249. Now, a couple of things don't make sense to me with this one. Obviously, we're in one of the states where it's been dealt with uh, where we've been dealing with COVID-19 the most, especially in Broward County. There's been a lot of cases. Um, The only reason I could really see why Florida is so heavily favored is because Florida was one of the last states to allow combat sports to occur. There was a fight card in Jacksonville, a boxing match, I believe. And so the commission let it go on. Um, That would be the only reason why I could feel they believe uh, Florida is one of the places that it was, uh, it was the odds on favorite. The other thing that didn't make sense is Habib went back to Russia I can't imagine dudes going to Russia to finish his uh, finish his camp if he's going to go to Florida. It makes no sense in the world. Why would you go back to Russia to uh, to to only say to only come back to fight in Florida? It just doesn't make sense. Especially fight card. If it is going to go on in time, it's going to be uh, it's going to be um, you know in a couple weeks. So that didn't make sense to me to see to see Florida as a plus two hundred favorite. Um, somebody said that the next favorite was U.S. Arab uh, Emeritus. That was uh, the, the one that Khabib's father said it was said it was going to be in Dubai, so that makes sense for that. Russia's plus four hundred after that. Mexico, which is still allowing uh, events to go on, uh, I can see that. Obviously, Tony Ferguson, Mexican American, uh, that'd be pretty cool. But again, I think the big tell was Khabib went back to Russia, so I imagine it's going to take place in either Russia or in Dubai, somewhere like that. That seems to make the most sense, other than. Um, this Florida, it's just Florida jumped out on the page. I was like, what? It makes no sense. If he was still in America, I guess I could talk myself into it. Like the Florida commission did just let fighting go on, but now that it's not, I, I just, I, I don't see it. So, uh, that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, when, if, if anybody's thinking about putting a wager down on the favorite Florida probably shouldn't, uh, the other big news that came out with this was that Dana White apparently plans to put big fights on this card like this was i'm trying to think let's see, let's see if we could bring up the initial card as it is but he apparently was saying that he wants to make this the biggest and baddest card there is um so he's going all in he's doubling down i think it's it's at this point kind of silly to fight what we were expecting with this card and it's not gonna happen it seems like it's gonna happen um you had khabib taking on tony is the main event you had the uh, you have a great women's strawweight co-main event with Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas, Thug Rose back in the uh, at the cage. You got Calvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens, Islam Makashev taking on Alexander Hernandez, Magomed Ankalev taking on Ian Kutalaba, who's back in there. 
So it's a good card. I mean, get, make no mistake. It's it's a good card. There is uh, apparently the leak is that that he's going to put. Uh, he hinted at this on Brett Okamoto's Instagram, I believe, that uh, Franz Ngannou versus Jarzino Rosenstrike could be added. That'd be an absolute uh, great ad for these guys. I am curious how um, you know how everybody's getting there. If everybody's going to get there, if there's issues like that getting to Russia. I don't pretend to know what Russia's uh, restrictions are. So um, I don't want to jump to conclusions in that regard. But, uh, you know, he's gone to this uh, into this portal here, Dana, that he is, um, you know, he's going to go all in with it as far as adding fights to it, uh, making it the biggest and baddest card there is. And look, adding um, adding Jarzino Rosenstrike and Fred Singanu to this would uh would would be a, a a crazy thing but he's this was his quote this is what he said he said um uh, i'm trying to see it was it was something like he, he thinks like it's going to be the biggest in ufc history which i mean it's a it's a it's a pretty crazy bold claim to make especially with all the all the stuff that they've put on i still don't understand why uh why florida is the favorite for it but uh but he's you know he's gonna try and make this a big thing now we were talking about this this week and i think the interesting thing about this for dana's perspective is you know the guy's always been an opportunist when it comes to his sport he's been able to take it from you know illegal in states to now it's uh partnered with mickey mouse partnered with the with espn so you know he's he's kind of he's he's proven a lot of people wrong in a lot of ways. I don't want to make it seem like uh, they haven't done a ton. They have, um, but I, he does know. Look, there is a there is a thirst out there for for sports for for live action, and you know that when it comes down to it, especially a guy in my room where I love the sport, I love combat sports. You know, it'd be great to have a week talking about something that's actually going to occur. Um, but it was interesting, you know. I was I was comparing. We were comparing this to uh, to the NFL this past week because the NFL is also kind of going in the same direction where they've unapologetically been all moving in the direction of they want things to be the same. They want they want the cards to go on. They want the they want the uh, they want the, the cards. They want the draft to go on. They want the league year to go on. They want everything to start on time. And yet there's a there's a there's a, a murmuring around with the coaches and front office personnel of, hey, you know, this 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 pandemic it'd probably be ideal if we could move the draft back a little bit. It would pro- it probably the coach, there's coaches that uh, this came up from Bleacher, Bleacher Report. Mike Freeman who's a good reporter. He's like, I'm hearing from coaches like they're hearing from team doctors that, you know, this could be something that lasts into the fall. So they're all thinking, oh, maybe we're not going to have training camp till the fall. And so much so that you had Roger Goodell put out a memo that got leaked where it was like talking about this or, or talking against the plan of the draft could result in disciplinary disciplinary action. And I found it strange because with the NFL, why does the NFL feel the need to be on t- on schedule, on target with everything? You know, they are the biggest show in town. They're not going to lose listeners or 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 um, or viewers or anything like that if they were to delay it. If anything, it'll probably only boost the ratings more because people will be thirsting for it. Um, but I found it strange that they were so eager to press that narrative. 
with Dana, I kind of get it. Like, I don't necessarily, you guys have known, I've talked about this. I don't agree with it because I feel like Tony versus Habib is the fans fight. And I feel like it deserves a live audience. And it may seem like a, you know, a small potatoes thing to a lot of people because who cares? It's going to have more pay-per-view buys as in the middle of this pandemic with all the world looking for, for new content to watch than it will be if it was just on when it was on. And I don't necessarily disagree with people on that. I think from a viewership standpoint, it probably will increase, especially if Dana White doubles down and makes this an absolute monster of a, of a card to watch. But, you know, you have, you have Conor McGregor, the face of your sport this week, coming out and basically reprimanding uh, the country of Ireland, the president, all the leaders of the country to shut down. And he's even donating millions of dollars in hospital equipment. Don't forget, I believe uh, I believe Connor came out and, I, man, I want to say it was, I wish I had this right. I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me, but it was either his aunt or grandmother in, who lost their life to, to coronavirus. And that was before it was even like crazy, uh, over, especially over here in America. It's been going on in Europe a little bit more, but, um, you know, UK has been very flippant about it. Uh, they were going to go on with UFC London with Tyron Woodley versus Leon Edwards. They're going to go off with it like it was normal. The fans and everything. Their their prime minister got uh, coronavirus this week, by the way. Um, and so I don't disagree that it's going to get a lot of viewers. The thing is, with a fight like this that has been... Um, it's been so anticipated. They've been advertising the most anticipated fight in UFC history, which I agree with. It's the fifth attempt to make it happen. I just wish it had the full card of everything. Now, maybe they're going to have fans in Dubai. I don't know. I, I mean, I would doubt it because I think the UFC already knows they're under a little bit of heat for even doing the event. Um, even if Dana White says he doesn't care, he cares to some degree because if he really didn't care, uh, you know, he, he would have just gone on and done the fights anyway, I feel like. Um, but I do believe that I, I, the fight would have been better off with, with a live audience because I feel like these guys... They have been working for this fight for a long time. The fans have wanted this fight for a long time. Why not do it with the people there? So from my standpoint, I wish it would have had that. But look, I, I, we're all thirsting for, for watching some sports. That's for sure. And so I am. I, it is going to be awesome to finally see those two square off. You just wish it was under better circumstances. Um, but I can't imagine it's going to be in Florida. In Florida. I, think that'd be, I think that's crazy talk. Crazy talk. We'll be back with more on Fighters Fury right after this. Welcome back, everybody. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. So there was big news as far as boxing was concerned this week in regards to postponement. And um, this, one is a, this one is a bit of a... I guess nothing is a shock in the midst of this pandemic. But um, what we talked about this last week with Peter Kahn. Um, as far as what was going to be the boxing date that everybody kind of looked at as the start of the season again, when can we look to, uh, when can we look to boxing and say things are going to be back to normal? Things are going to be back on track because, you know, Canelo's getting pushed back. That's all, all, all these May fights are getting pushed back. And I happen to mention to him that I thought that, you know, the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder card, that that was, a good place to circle to 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 maybe seem like when things would get back. And we got news this week from Bob Arum who told ESPN that 
the uh, the trilogy will not conclude on July 18th. That it is off the table until at least the fall. Clearly not going to be ready for July 18th. Bob Arum said to ESPN, "We don't even know if the MGM is going to be open until then." And he says, "You cannot guarantee that the fighters at that event uh, would take place on that date. We cannot convince them or ourselves." So when are they going to train for it? It just made no sense. You just have to take a step back. How are you going to sell tickets? It's absolutely ridiculous to say uh, the fight is on when people from Britain can't even get here. So everybody has to step back. Boxing is not isolated. It's part of what's happening in the world. So possibly the fight will be in early October. Now, first of all, uh, well done by Bob Arum because those are all sound things uh, to say for a guy that I've not always been the biggest fan of. Um, but that's pretty crazy, is it not? Because we're talking about, um, we were just talking about UFC 249 when it comes to Dana White. Dana White is going to be the face of charging forth to be the sport that tries to get everything done in the midst of things. And I, and look, part of the reason I feel like Dana is trying to have this Habib versus Tony fight happen is not only because he gets to pounce on being the only show in town, but also because this has been a cursed fight that they've tried to do multiple, multiple times. And now you finally are at the goal line of getting it to happen. And now you have a, a crisis on our hands of the, uh, are facing the world. Um, but I think also part of the reason is they want to move along so they could try and get to the next Conor McGregor fight. They want Conor McGregor fighting for the championship. Uh, I think in their minds, they'd love to have it being against Nirmaga Madoff. But even if it was against Tony Ferguson, even if it wasn't against Tony Ferguson, even if they could just get to the Namaga Madoff rematch and have Tony fight Justin Gaethje, whatever, um, all that stuff considered, um, they're trying to have this fight happen so they can move along with the sport. And there's not many things in boxing with as much uh, fervor to get to as getting an undisputed heavyweight champion. And the fact that Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, you know, people want them on a collision course to finally fight each other. It doesn't happen until this Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight goes down. It doesn't happen. And so for a couple of reasons, one, Deontay Wilder could come back. I don't you know, think he will after what I saw. And I picked Deontay Wilder to win both fights. But, you know, after what we saw and, you know, the the the, the talk of the suit and all that stuff weighing him down, you, you really just don't feel like he's a guy mentally ready to take on Tyson Fury like that. That's neither here nor there. The, the point being is the, the heavyweight division can't move on now without those two fighting. And so you, you kind of look down the path and you're like, well, when are we going to get, let's say Tyson Fury does win the, the third fight. When do we get that uh, trilogy fight with him and Anthony Joshua? It's probably if, if things are to go back to normal, um, you know, what best case scenario, we could say early 20, early 2020. And instead of what probably could have been, um, you know, probably could have been like late, late, uh, late, uh, early 2021, excuse me. It probably could have been uh, a, a late 2020, maybe end of the year, end of the year card between those two. But look, there, there is a big difference. Um, you know, fighters, purses, a big part of it is the gate. Not necessarily the case uh, in UFC. You know, they could still get a lot of the money. They get usually uh, their guarantee is what it is, other than the champions who are dealing with the, uh, the pay per view split. Um, and I think that the majority of the revenue for this, for these fighters is going to come from the pay per view split when it comes to, um, Tony versus Khabib. So they'll, they'll, I, I think that that's almost going to be a wash for them 
where it might necessarily be for the promoters, uh, the casinos, which aren't even functioning right now. And, you know, he makes a good point. You know, we're in this time right now where a lot of people are going to be struggling. You know, people are are dealing with just having money for groceries, keeping the lights on. You have a lot of people in the service industry who are hurting right now. A lot of people in a lot of industries that are hurting right now. Like if you're not in, if you don't work for a grocery store and you don't work for, I would say, healthcare, you know, who's flourishing right now? You know, even in our own business, you know, uh, the, the, the commercials that we read, the, the things we have, what are we advertising for these days? It's tough. It's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough go out there for the entire world. And so you're going to talk about people being able to plan, um, to travel across the world to come see a fight. It's a tough, tough sell on these people. You know, you want to feel like things are back to normal for a little bit. So, you know, I think as a as a fan of, of boxing, it's a bit sobering because as we were talking about last week, you kind of looked to that and hoped maybe that'll be the goal date of when things go back to normal. You know, our, our president is saying that he wants it to be Easter, everything to be open back up at Easter. You don't want the, the cure to be worse than the disease. And, you know, when you're seeing things like this, it's kind of hard to believe that you're going to get to that point. Um, so it was just interesting to me because right now, uh, Khabib versus Tony is the biggest thing that's scheduled in the UFC. They are going to go forth and wherever they're going to do it. Um, but Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury is no doubt the biggest thing that they got going on in boxing, even with what, whoever Canelo is going to fight Billy Joe Saunders or triple G, uh, the trilogy, um, you know, that's not there. They're already saying like, you know, that's, that's, that, they're punting for the fall on that one. So with uh with 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 reading that it was uh it was a pretty it was a pretty uh it was a pretty interesting thing as as far as like man this is where we're at with it huh like we have uh we've gotten all the way all the way to uh to the point where we uh we are canceling fights in July it's a long time down the road man but it's understandable with uh with how things have been going certainly with uh with everything that's been going on with it um, the thing that'll be interesting is, and I think the thing that's toughest about it, we were talking about this a little bit with Peter last week is, is the training. You know, these guys are trying to, uh, you know, are, tr- are trying to, to go about it and, and, and get themselves right. But, you know, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears literally in a boxing gym that these guys are putting forth. And it's, it, it, it's, it's absolutely tough when you have, uh, when you have to, uh, to go to this. So, Right now, they're setting the date for October third. You know, we'll see what's what with that. We'll see what's what with uh, with getting to Anthony Joshua and his rescheduling of things. Um, but it's gonna be a while, man. Everything's kind of just put on pause. We're all just we're all just uh, we're all just sitting uh, and and waiting for this thing to go. Because like Dana White, Eddie Hearn was one of those guys who was very bold with uh, you know gonna just try and do business as normal and. Just you just don't you don't get the feeling that's going to get there too much or, or anytime too soon uh, when it comes to normalcy and and the fight game, which is tough, man. Like look, there's there's a ton of fights we're looking forward to. Canelo coming back, Teofimo Lopez versus Vasily Lomachenko. We were talking about George Cambosis uh, getting a chance to 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 get himself in the mix for the winner of that fight. There's a lot of dominoes that fall here, and guys who aren't making Deontay, Deontay Wilder and, and Tyson Fury, they're all right. They made $25 million for their last fights a, a piece. You know, you got guys who are 
living in one bedroom apartments here in America trying to just make it. Um, and if they don't fight, they don't get paid. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't even like you know the NBA or any of those sports where the the contracts are guaranteed, and you bet your ass that they're not giving any money back to the television network. So they're going to do all they can to finagle and manipulate and mold and 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 craft how they can get those fights to happen or those games to happen rather and be broadcast on television but with fights you know if the fight doesn't happen the fight doesn't happen you know these 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 things are usually done fight by fight uh, probably hurts people like the zone i mean I, i'd imagine um if anybody's feeling it the most it's got to be the zone because their whole sports programming especially in america was built on boxing and getting people to to watch the big fights that you were going to get you know you were going to get uh pay-per-view or premium cable worthy fighters every single uh every single month probably twice a month so you're going to get your money's worth you know now that they're at this point where it's um you know what fights are there to watch you're gonna watch you just for what the library of the old golden boy stuff yeah not for me man i could go find that stuff on youtube not for nothing it's not that hard so i don't know what they do because people were already wondering about what the future of the zone was going to be and they were going to roll out this whole international package and stuff like that what do you show people what do you what do you what do you do espn plus obviously has espn money it has the backing of all that behind it and espn's got documentaries and uh is gonna have ufc seemingly um bit of a different and it's five dollars a month it ain't 20 and 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 again in these times where people are going to be uh penny pinching i think um if you don't have relative relevant content to bring people what do you have i think that's going to be that's going to be the thing that i think separates a lot of the content business who has the relevant stuff to bring you know who has something new to bring every single day if you are uh, a radio show host, a podcaster, you have day-to-day life that you could talk about and all that type of stuff. Um, if you're determining, you know, I'm going to spend, you know, another $15 a month on XYZ for a sport that doesn't, that's not coming back till August, or am I going to spend my money on, you know, Netflix, which has Tiger King, which is awesome coming out. You know, it's, it, these are these are decisions people are going to make. Because, look, it's about the only thing you can do right now is sit at home and watch television um, or read. <laughs> Reading's for suckers, though. I'm kidding. I know that people like reading. But, uh, yeah, we're at this point right now where it, you have, and, and I think part of this probably goes to why Dana White's pushing so hard, but people are pushing and are thirsting for content so much. Um, but when your sport is, when that's like your bread and butter, and that sport's got, it'd be like, you know, it'd be like if MLB Network wasn't owned by MLB. Like, let's say, let's just call it like the baseball network, right? But it wasn't, it, but their whole model was we have, you know, we have uh, people tuning in for baseball, subscribing to watch baseball, all that type of stuff. I mean, I actually, I think DAZN, one of their other sports is baseball. You could do baseball whip arounds there. They don't have baseball either. Um, so that's the, that that's certainly a challenge that they got to deal with because that was the big appeal is that you're paying $20 a month or if maybe you did I could you imagine if you spent the the $100 year subscription to to the zone and you got one AJ fight that's what you paid for and I know look there's other great fighters on the zone I like watching 
Mikey Garcia or Demetrius Andrade, but you know, quite frankly, I was able to watch those guys probably on other networks for just the same, you know, for probably less because I was probably paying what twelve dollars, thirteen dollars a month for Showtime or HBO or all that. So it's an interesting time, man. Uh, that's our fighter story for this week, everybody. We love you guys. Hope you're staying safe. I'll be back on Monday morning, of course, six to ten a.m. Myself and Leroy. It's been good to be back. Uh, we appreciate everybody at Seven Nine Ticket and Entercom Miami getting us back up and running. I can't thank. Uh, the engineering staff enough and of uh, of course our great producers dan day helping us out this week we hope to get uh, rtd back soon as well uh we love you guys everybody stay safe out there um we'll keep it tuned of course follow me on social media at brendan underscore tobin and we'll be bringing you guys content there every day as well on twitter instagram follow tobin show please subscribe like on youtube tobin show and you guys can get content there as well. So we'll bring that to you. And again, uh, I've said it multiple times already in the last two minutes, but stay safe, everybody. Um, take care of each other as much as you can, but not don't be close to one another unless you're like uh, immediate family, all right? Don't be doing that to strangers. Um, yeah, so that's our show for today, everybody. We will uh, talk, to you time, uh, talk to you guys uh, tomorrow, 6 to 10 a.m., uh, Monday through Friday, and that's it. Be well, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 